Isn't it great to be at church and just have an awesome church family? I think it is. I, I, I love, I tell people all the time, even if I didn't work here, this is the church I would go to. So if, uh, which is important, I think that's good. But it's Christmas and, and here we are, we've been doing a series called Peace On and we have this, uh, this is the third week of it. We've had uh, Peace in the Valley. Last week we had sort of like a peace in everyday life. Pastor John brought that to us and he always, man, and when he preaches sometimes it's like he punches me in the mouth and I have to spend all week thinking about it. And this week we have uh, Peace in the Storm. And so I want to read our theme verse for you. In fact, everybody just read it with me. I think I did remember to turn it in. Uh, Ready? One, two, three, go. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people. who. Some of you are like, I didn't memorize it like that. Can we take another run at that? Because you've memorized it a little bit differently. So let's do it again. Ready? Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Is it possible to have peace in all situations? Okay, one out of 400. We got a lot of work to do, man. We got a lot of work to do if that's where we are. But it is, right? I I heard a person say once, I think it was Tony Evans, you're either coming out of a storm, in the middle of a storm, or there's a storm around the corner. Would anybody say that's about true for you? Yeah, Tony Evans knows how to do it. They're hard to predict. Weather's hard to predict. I know we think it's easy because we have, you know, those weather apps and people on the news that tell us, What's coming? Do they ever get it right? I mean, I think it's hard to predict. They're they're saying right now we might get eight inches of snow on Christmas Eve. Do you think so? I mean, I hope not. I hope not, at least till after the services. So, So what is it? Here's what I know. Here's what a storm is. Here's the type of storm we can have peace in. A storm can be any difficult time that seems to blow up out of nowhere. Has anybody ever had a storm like that? Has anybody figured out yet we're not talking about weather? Like, Merry Christmas, life's good. Just wait, right? It's easy to say that life can be difficult. It's easy to say that, but what, what, my point is this. We can have peace in those storms that blow up out of nowhere. We even, I mean, back to weather, we like to name storms, don't we? We used to just name hurricanes. Now we name everything. We have super storms. There's like, you know, winter storm Cooper is coming up the East Coast. I don't even get it anymore. But, but what I do know is this. We, you guys name your storms, too. You may not give them a name. It may not be like Superstorm Joe or something like that. Maybe, maybe you're even saying, yeah, right now I'm in a storm divorce. Maybe you'd call it that. Or I'm in a storm depression. I'm in a financial storm. I'm in a relational storm of some point, And it seems like it just blew up out of nowhere. And so what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do when we find ourselves in the middle of a storm? Do you know what a lot of us do? We blame who? God. God, you did this. Or we'll question, is there a God? Or we'll say, why are you allowing this storm? Or we'll say, I don't understand. Where is God in the storm? Here's a big key thought for you. Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. I'm going to say it again. Never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of what? God. 
There's, just, there's so many great storm stories in the New Testament. One that I love is in Acts 27. I hope you guys love it too on this week before Christmas in a packed house. You've heard great preschool singing. You've heard great kids singing. You've heard great worship time singing. Now you've got to listen to my scratchy voice for 30 more minutes, okay? So just, just hook in with me because there's this great story in Acts 27 that is going to make you think about storms in a way you've never thought of them before. In Acts 27, 20, it says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Can we translate that into modern terms? What are they saying? All hope is lost. Say it with me. All hope is lost. Come on, you're on a boat that's rocking. It's a tempest. They haven't seen the sun. They haven't seen the stars for days. And so these guys, they start saying, all hope is lost. You ever have that feeling? Your life is rocking so much that you maybe don't say it out loud. Maybe you don't scream it, but you start saying things in your mind. All hope is lost. Are we too quick to count out hope? He goes on, says, since they had been without food for a long time, Paul, who is the apostle Paul, He was commissioned to go plant churches and take the gospel. Paul stood up among them and he said, Men, you should have listened to me. Great. Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Now, can we have a moment of unbridled Christmas honesty here? Who in that moment would want to throw Paul overboard? I would. You kidding me? What's he saying? Uh, guys, I told you so. Who likes that guy? Everybody likes the I told you so guy, don't you? I want to throw him over. Listen, no. They were in this storm, from what I can tell, they were in this storm because it, it was their fault. It was their fault. They made some decisions to go out in an environment that they shouldn't have gone out in. Paul, he told them, I don't think we should do that. Eh, what does he know? We're going to do it anyway. You ever do that? You ever get into a storm that's your own fault? Let's see a show of hands. Come on now. Let's just have some Christmas honesty. Yeah, man, I have been in some storms that were this guy's fault, and I still get mad. I was with a guy once, man. I was like, I kind of like talking to him. He's like really down and out, and we started talking. He's like, wow. He said, I'm in a storm, man. Everything is coming down on me right now. And I was like, let's pray through it, brother. Let's pray through it. And the more we got to talking, I was like, I found out like he had, he had lied to this management company, and he had falsified some documents, and he told some people he was going to be somewhere he couldn't be. He just kept lying over and over and over, and now his life was in a really bad position, and he was mad at God. And as a pastor, I gave him this great nugget. I said, I think this is your fault. <laughs> it went great, guys. It went great. And then he got mad at me. Like, I'm sorry. Sometimes you're in the middle of a storm, aren't you? Your, your emotions get the best of you, don't they? Anybody hot-tempered in here? You create your own storms? You see that button, you just can't help but push it. Hmm? Something awful, you know. It's not always the devil's fault you failed your final exam, okay? But here you are. You're in a storm, maybe like them, a tempest, and you've given up hope. All hope is lost. Maybe, maybe that's why you gave up hope, because you realized it was your fault. I don't know. You say, why do you even bring this up? It's Christmas. I brought family. I thought we were going to hear about Mary and Joseph. <laughs> that's next week. You got to come back. I can only preach that sermon so many times in December. Come on, give me a break. 
Who thinks, all right, all right, all right, who thinks it's easier to believe that God will get you out of a storm that he got you into than him getting you out of a storm that you got you into? Yeah, we kind of do, don't we? We're like, man, I know if God brought me into it, he'll bring me out of it. I think Pastor Mark preached a sermon on that two weeks ago. If he brought me through it, the valley is not my destination. Shalom in the home. But some of us were like, the storm is my fault. I'm pretty sure God gave up on me. If I got myself into this storm, I don't know that God's going to be like sending the Coast Guard to get me out. I think I'm just stuck. Maybe we even begin to think, I don't deserve a rescue. You ever been there? This is just the way it's going to be. Let's get back to our guys in the boat because I always like to put myself in these situations. Do you guys do that when you read books and stuff? You like put yourself in it? Are you ever the star or are you like, you know, come on. I'm always the villain. No, you're not. No. Here's what I'm thinking. If I'm one of the guys on the boat, maybe I'm the guy like swabbing the deck, you know. I should know. Like everything I know about boats comes from Pirates of the Caribbean. But like like I'm just swabbing. If Captain Warner were here, he'd give me a thumbs up, you know. Like I'm just swabbing the deck and I'm over here thinking like none of this is my fault, okay. None of this is my fault. I'm on the boat. I'm doing my job and now it's going down because they wouldn't listen. Has anybody been that guy in a storm? None of this is my fault. Okay, good. I mean, if I'm in a storm and it isn't my fault, I want everybody to know. At least give me a head nod, right? I might even stand and be like, I'm with the Paul guy. I've been with him the whole time. (laughs) Maybe some of you are in that storm right now. Maybe this year your company did some stupid things. And now you're in a storm. Maybe some people around you made some really bad decisions. And now you're in a storm. And it's easy to start wondering, even like they did, all hope is lost, God has left me, God ain't with me, there's no way I'm going to have peace in this storm. It's not even my fault. We still believe that we're the ones that can get ourselves out of the storm. Oh my goodness, that's good. I don't know who got you there, but here's what, here's what you do. Look what Paul says. He says, yet now I urge you to take what? Heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship, which I think they're like, That's good, I guess, you know, like, so we're going to shipwreck. We're going to lose everything. For this very night, there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who will sail with you. My translation, I told you so, but don't worry. None of us are going to die. Because an angel told me so. Now, if you're the swab the deck guy, all right, if you're the swab, is that any, is that any relief for you? You're like, oh, great, an angel told him. That's great, you know. I don't know. I think I'd start listening to the people that see angels. Maybe they see something we don't see. I believe with every fiber of my being that we are not the only people in this room right now. You're in the middle of the storm, and the presence of God is with you in that very moment. In that very moment, you have no idea the different ways that God can speak to you and be with you and spend time with you. He, he could be with you in, in, in just the way you feel. He could send an angel. He could do whatever he wants to do. If you're a believer, you have the Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. I've told you about that. This shouldn't be the first time. Remember, I told you once, I led a guy to Christ, and I was like, hey, the Holy Spirit is in you now. He is indwelling you now. And this guy was like, are you serious? 
was like, yes, you have the God of the universe is living in you that no matter what happens the rest of your life here on earth, you have a comforter. You have someone who is living inside you, bringing comfort to you. No matter what storm you are in, God is with you. You have no idea all the different ways that God wants to show you how much he loves you, even in the storms. So never allow the presence of a storm to cause you to doubt the presence of God. And some of you need to hear that right now because you're in the presence of a storm. And I know, man, I know just because I can read my emails and listen to our phone messages like this time of year, the storms get more. And I don't mean just cold weather. The storms kick up, family stuff kicks up, needs kick up. And hear me out, the Lord has not left you. The Lord has not left you. When you realize that God is with you, it changes your posture. It changes how you're on that ship. It changes your mood. It changes how you build your faith. It redirects your mindset. It's all about who is with you. God of the universe. There's, there's, I told you there's a lot of stories about storms in the Bible. There's another great one about the disciples. And just listen, this one explains it. This, uh, uh, we don't do fillings anymore, but it's online. It explains this. Uh, real peace, because we've got to get there. Real peace is not found in the absence of a storm. Peace is found in the presence of who? Jesus. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. The disciples, you remember them, right? Book of Mark. The disciples, they had uh, spent all day with Jesus. They said, hey, let's get in the boat. Let's go across, right? And he says, let us go across the other side. And they, they left the crowd. They took Jesus with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with them. And a great what happened? Storm. A great storm arose. And the boat was filling with water. Now, has any of you ever been in a boat that's filling with water? But could you still see the shore? So it was like no big deal. We'll just like, oh, what's good? I was, <laughs> I was on a boat once and we were in a river and it was like having some trouble. And I was like panicking. I was panicking. And then I was like, wait a minute. The bank is literally like 200 feet. All I can, I can walk over there. So I like, okay, that's fine. But that's not the kind of water they were in. They couldn't see the land. They were way far away. And then the storm kicks up. Boop, boop. You, you kind of understand what's going on. And they're starting to wonder, where is Jesus in this storm? Now, for those of you that know the ending here, where was Jesus during this storm? He was in the boat. Where was he? He was asleep. He was asleep in the storm. Do you think he was asleep because he didn't care? No. He wasn't asleep because he didn't care. In fact, they go to him and they say, Teacher, do you even care that we are perishing? <coughs> Excuse me. Do you care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind. You guys ever rebuke wind? I mean, Jesus is so special. He got up and spoke to the wind and to the water, to the sea. He said, Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you not have any faith? Real peace is not found in the absence of the storm. See, they had peace in that storm. They had Jesus in the boat. Yet they couldn't find peace. The storm is tossing them all over and, and they were ready to call it a day. Jesus was in the boat just sleeping he wasn't worried they're yelling at him are you, are you not going to do something are you not going to get up he got up and talked to the wind 
Now, what happened there? What, what do you think happened to them on that boat? What do you think they experienced in that moment? Power of Jesus? They absolutely experienced the power of Jesus. Nobody talks to the wind and it stops winding and the sea and it stops seeing. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody does that and you don't go, oh, I bet, I bet he's like us. <laughs> no, no, I, I bet they experienced the power of Jesus in that moment. But I also very much think they experienced the peace that Jesus brings to every moment in that moment. Real peace is not found in the absence of a storm. Real peace is found in the presence of Jesus. This is no surprise, but you will never have a storm-free life. Who in here has figured that out? Good. Following Jesus doesn't mean you won't ever have bad days. Who thinks... That's bad theology. That's terrible theology. Jesus said that in John 16. He even said, I have said these things to you that in me, in Jesus, you may have what? You know what he says? Peace. Peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In Jesus you will have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. The world offers you tribulation. Jesus offers you peace. He's with me. He's right beside me. He'll never leave me. He will never forsake me. The world will give me tribulation. Jesus will give me peace. You understand that? Sometimes God brings you through the battle to prepare you for another one. Look what he did there. You remember, no one dies. He said, that angel told me that. I got to get to Rome. In other words, God has more battles for you to fight. Somebody in here needs to hear this right now. I know they do. I know they do that you think you're in a storm right now and you think that's it. Like that's going to be your whole life. But you need to hear this. You you are not going to go down in this battle. Jesus has something else for you. And it might be that he's preparing you for something else in the thing that he's doing with you right now. God has more for you. Do you believe that? The valley's not the destination. Remember, you are on your way to something better. Sometimes God brings you through the battle to prepare you for another one. I got to tell you, if you're not dead, he ain't done. You should be amen in that because you're not dead. Maybe you are dead. I don't know. Maybe you are done. If you're not dead, he's not done. Listen, we sing that. Do we believe that? God has more people for you to love than you could ever imagine. God has more things for you to give away than you could ever imagine. God has more opportunities for you to serve in his kingdom than you could ever imagine. I am so excited for next year and what Keystone is going to do. We've spent months planning for what we're going to do next year. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. In the next 10 years, and it is incredible what God is calling your church family to. So don't think for a second that whatever storm you're in right now will not prepare you for what he has for you next. Even if the ship goes down. Even if the ship goes down, the storm will not take you out. Look at that. God will use what you learn in the storm to prepare you to help other people in a storm. Listen, I've been through a few storms, but none of them have been purposelessness. There's always a purpose. There's always a reason that I went through it. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't see it when I was in the storm. I have bad vision when I'm in a storm. Can't see anything. I gotta have total faith. But one day, some of you right now that are going through a storm right now, someday you're gonna see someone else and guess what you're gonna recognize in them? That they're in the same type of storm that I was in once. And I bet I can help them. I bet I can show them. 
mean, just think about that. We're all here. We're, we're even going to get out early today. I got a great feeling about that. But what, what, <laughs> what storms are you in right now? I mean, if you just had to take a little self-diagnostic, you know, what, what storm am I really in right now? Have I been using that to help others? Uh, have I found that the greatest evangelist for the storm that that person in is probably me because I've been through it? You see, you start suddenly seeing your life experiences and the storms that you've been in, and you start seeing how you can use those things to help other people. And, and you don't always know how, but you at least know how they feel. You just got to have trust me on that. I think you will. Because you don't always know it when you're in the storm, but on the other side of the storm, when you, you know, you're safe on the shore and everything's fine and your, your boat isn't you know, completely collapsed anymore, you often look back and you go, Wow! You ever do that? You get through a tough season in life and you go, wow, I can't believe we made it through that. And even though you don't want to go through that again, you would never trade the intimacy that you had with God. You wouldn't trade that with anything. See, where does that come from? Where does, where does that, that calm come from in the midst of a terrible storm? Here's where it comes from. My faith is not in what I see, but in who I can see, which is God. It says in Acts 27, 25, he said, so take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. Take what? Take heart? Why? Because I have faith in God. Here's what I want us all to do together. In fact, our worship team, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna come on up early. So if they're in here, just come on up. Let's go ahead and get going. They're like, there's 13 minutes left. What's he doing? I'm not done. I want, I, want to, I want to use our time together to really pray that we wouldn't take advantage of the storm we're in, but we would realize the peace that is available to us. That we would know, why, why is this storm not my end? Because I have faith in God. I have faith in God that, that if he says, we're not all going down, we're not all going down. My faith is not in what I can see. It is who I can see. So my faith is not in my boat. Why don't we just even begin right now to pray? You guys can come on up. I'm going to make room for you because I know there's a lot of you. Yeah, like you can even begin to pray right now. Just, just close your eyes. We're going to spend some time praying. You can say, my faith is not in the boat that I am in because they fail. My faith is not in my ability because we still have this sort of uh, idea that we can get ourselves out of the storm. My faith is not in what I think I can do. My faith isn't in problem solving. My faith is in what? God. And so matter, no matter what storm I am facing, my faith is in God. I have faith in my God that it will happen, that he will see me through, that he will be my deliverance, that he will provide, that my God will bring healing, that in the middle of the storm I will experience his what? Say it with me, church. Peace. You believe that? As we're all praying together, do you, do you really truly believe that you can have peace in the storm? Or are you still trying to fight your way out? As I'm telling you, we, I said it last two weeks ago, we experienced the joy and greatness of God on a mountaintop, but we get to know him intimately in the valley, intimately in the storms. 
You may not be able to control when or where or how the storm blows up, but you can control what you believe and where you put your faith. You can't control where it blows up. You can't control when. But you can control who you believe in. Faith is in God, and what God says, it happens. It happens. Peace is not found in the absence of a storm. Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. Of Jesus. And God says, the storm will not take you down. Will you believe it? I got to be honest, I know there's a lot of people in here, and we got a great online crowd, but I feel like I'm talking to like two people that really needed to hear that. That storm's not going to take you down. That storm is not going to take you down. You put your faith in Jesus. You put your faith in the one who is in the boat. Those who would even say right now, I'm in a storm. I'm in the middle of one. It's bad. I need prayer. You just be so bold just to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you out. You're going to stay right where you are. Just raise your hand. You're in a storm. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for those who are in a storm right now, man. Hands going up all over. Lots of storms. Lots of tempest tossing in here today. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray today as there are so many that are hurting. God, I ask that you would, you would just fill them with your love through your family. As they sense your presence in more ways than they could ever imagine. God, I praise you. That even now you're comforting them through, through your church and through your Holy Spirit that is dwelling within them, God. I pray that he is. God, I pray that your, your word would soothe their souls and renew their minds and they would see how great you are. God, I pray they would see you are already in tomorrow. You already know how the storm will die down. And that you're working in all things, God, even through that storm. As we're just continuing to pray for that, I want to ask some of you are in a bigger storm than you may even know. You're in a storm because you don't have God in your life. Moments ago when I was talking about leading someone to Christ and them having the Holy Spirit and dwelling in them, you've never experienced that. And you're in a storm and you're trying so hard to get out of it and you can't. Because you need to give in to Jesus. And the good news is that God loves you. And because he loves you, he's waiting and wanting to show you that ultimate peace as well. And your storm is that you have no peace because you have no Jesus in your life. And yet here he is, week before Christmas. And he's saying, come to me, all who are weary, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest, peace. And some of you, you need to do that right now. You need to give it all over to Jesus. If there's anybody in here that wants to give it all over to Jesus right now, I'm going to lead you through a prayer in just a minute. You just need to say, that is me. I am giving up on me, and I'm giving in to Jesus. You just want to raise your hand. We have people every week, just about, every week. Thank you. I see you. I see you. I'm sure there's some online. I see you back there, sir. I see you, ma'am. Here's how we're going to pray right now. You say, you can say it out loud if you want. You don't have to. But you say, dear Jesus... I know I'm a sinner. I believe that you came in humility for me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you were buried in the grave. 
I believe you rose from the grave. I believe that if I put my faith in you, I will have eternal life with you. And that you and you alone can give me peace. Everybody look up here. Listen, four, five, six people just prayed that. I pray that they did. And they just became family. So let's give them a hand. That's incredible. If you are in a storm, God is not done. If you are not dead, he is not done. And so as we praise him and worship him, know that that is your testimony. Your storm is your testimony. What God is doing in your life through his son Jesus, that is who you are, but that is not where you're going to stay. And I don't know who the two people was that God put in my brain a moment ago, but that storm is not going to take you down. Because God loves you, Jesus loves you, the Holy Spirit loves living in you, and if you're not dead, what are you? Not done. Let's praise, let's worship, let's do it together. Amen? Amen.